Kalantari is a Grammy award-winning singer, songwriter, composer, and producer based in Brooklyn. Kalantari is the band leader of Lucy Kalantari and the Jazz Cats. The group received a Grammy this year for Best Children's Album. All the Sounds is a collection of jazz-infused songs for kids and families. Hi, I'm George Boldarki, and this is Cityscape. Being a mother herself, Kalantari is very in touch with how kids interact with music today. I invited her to our studios to discuss her Grammy, her professional journey, and her life as a New York City mom and musician. These are the sounds of summer, sounds of summer, so sweet, sweet to my ears, spending time in the fine sounds of summer. Lucy, thank you so much for coming in to talk with me. Thank you, George. How you doing? I'm doing very well. I understand that you're also known as Lucy Tune. Oh, my goodness. I'm a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get that nickname? Uh, I've been wanting to be a cartoon since I was really, really little. And so when um, Handles, remember, they used to call it Internet Handles? Uh-huh. When yeah. that came, <laughs> back in the 90s, you know, it was just like, well, I can be a a tune now. <laughs> so yeah, Lucy Tune became my thing. And just every chance I get to uh, to put that name down, I just put it down. So why did it. you want to be a cartoon? Uh, I'm a big cartoon, I guess, a big cartoon fan. You or know, a big character, right? Sure. <laughs> I am a walking cartoon. And I, I love like every chance I've had a, a version of myself as a cartoon, whether it's like through my adult music time or, or even as a caricature on the cover of the latest album. This is like, it's my dream come true. <laughs> so how, how does it feel to be a Grammy winner? Ooh, um, you know, it doesn't feel real. Still, I don't know if it's because I just haven't gotten the trophy yet because they mail it to you know, oh. they personalize it and everything. Yeah, a lot of people have asked me, you know, when I'm on our flight back, you know, did you have your your trophy on your on your uh, on your tray on the airplane? I'm like, no. Even if I had it, I probably wouldn't put it there. That's a little well, okay. Maybe I would have poked it out a little bit. <laughs> now, um, and uh, but uh, yeah, it feels really fantastic. I mean, it is just such a cool honor. You know, like we've been. I've been making music since I was so little, you know, and and uh, in all different forms, you know, everything from like, you know, at six years old, you know, I had my little organ and I was toying around doing these melodies. So in one form of another or another, I've had these musical journeys and to be to have this award, the highest honor in the United States, it's that's stunning. I, that just really blows my mind. But to do it now, too, in, in a time where, uh, you know, we had like there were 31 women listed who got who got the award. And I was just like, wow, I was one of them. Yeah. When you won your Grammy, <laughs> you pointed out that this album was written and recorded by a Latina woman That's and me. produced by a woman. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's incredible. So actually, um, the so I'm the producer and I'm the writer. And um, so the recording engineer, so it was recorded and mixed by by a woman, and her name is Denise Barbarita. She runs a recording studio in Queens. 
and um, and I uh, did the the writing and production, and I'm Latina, I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican, <laughs> and yet so it just like it sort of sets the 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 stage in a way of just like you know don't don't worry about where you're from or the obstacles that that you might see or the obstacles that people try to put or the ones that you try to you might form yourself just based on the status quo you know just do your thing do you be you and and um you know uh this is this is really neat to to receive this honor and feel that way that's just like look i i wasn't trying to to do anything else just listen to the sounds that i i felt what were among the obstacles that you have faced to get to where you are today? Um, as I mentioned, I felt like mo- most of these obstacles tend to be kind of uh, mental, you know. Uh, so self-imposed, sort of. Yeah, and there there are true like you know, oh, you're a woman and you you know you know how to work the studio. Like I was a chief engineer in college, you know, and I, I ran all the studios over there and. Just like, yeah, what does that have to do with anything? Like, I never thought of that as being a thing until people started saying stuff. And um, so it was that kind of thing, that that sort of resistance or that kind of like very subtle or kind of like, oh, you can't do this or you can't. I'm like, but yes, I can. It doesn't matter, you know, what gender I am or, or where I'm from. It's just like. Uh, it's just a, ba- a matter of like, where do I pl- apply my skills? What what am I interested in? You know, um, so that that's where I'm where I feel like the, you know, listen to to your heart. No one can tell you that you can't do anything. You know, would you say that Latinas are still underrepresented in the music industry? Hmm. I think statistically, I, I don't have like good numbers, um, but I do feel just in general, women are there aren't that many. Um, so I guess when you'd boil it down like that, then the percentages do get very small. The album you won your Grammy for is called All the Sounds. How would you describe the sounds on that album? <laughs> They're all of them. I just threw them all, <laughs> all in there. Uh, well, um, this is my, my fourth album, and all of them I, I felt progressively uh, braver, <laughs> you know, just in terms of, you know, really honoring the the different styles and sounds that I had in my head. So so uh, the arrangements uh, are more elaborate than some of the stuff I've done before. There's a lot more crossover in styles that I had than I had ever done, but it was all because this is how I heard it. And um, so the idea was to honor all the sounds around us. Those are the things that, that make us complete as a, as a human being and that we learn from all those things. And those are the things that keep us connected as a community like you and me. So, um, I went from the you know, sounds of summer, the sounds of a child, that's my son learning the cello, um, you know, the sounds of, of meeting peculiar or eclectic, friends and neighbors you know there's Billie Holiday with her dogs there's uh, the eclectic opera man <laughs> who loves bunnies Hello. who by the way is a real guy like he is um, so while we don't actually live near each other Mr. Opera Man is sung by Adelmo 
and he is a, a baritone, so I keep writing tenor parts for him. Sorry, I don't know. Um, and uh, he so graciously accepts, and he actually loves rabbits. He loves bunnies. Mm. He has two pet bunnies, and there's this fantastic video on, on his Facebook page of him, like, you know, he's Italian, he was making risotto, so he's, like, mixing his risotto, and he's holding one of his bunnies in his arms, and he starts singing, la mia! You've got to be kidding me! He's real! <laughs> so I, I asked him, can I write a song about you? I wanted to write a song about, you know, someone who I just want to find out more about. So I had introduced him on in a previous album and, uh, you know, called My Neighbor. And I knew that he sang opera, right? That's all we know. So then I'm like, well, here's the follow-up song. Let's get to know him better. And this is where, where we find out about his, his bunnies. And so because he's an opera, he's an opera guy, I wanted to, you know, have opera in this song. But I also, you know, I do swinging jazz for family, so I wanted to make sure that there was there was some good swing here. So uh, I thought, well, wouldn't it be funny if there's a bunny hop, kind of like the Lindy hop? So like, <laughs> you know, it's a dance. So you have this really fast-paced dancing and this opera over it. Wouldn't that be fun? And uh, he was so game, and he was so cool about it, and uh, and we we did it, and that was really really fun. So that's that's the sort of thing where I'm like, well, I'm gonna do this, and we're just gonna try this, or or like hip hop, um, and jazz. That's another one that I try to you know I put together, and and so it's exploring, it's being unafraid of exploring all the sounds. So how is creating music for kids different than creating music for adults? Like, what is going into your thinking when you're thinking about your audience being children? Mm -hmm. There really isn't that much difference. You know, um, I think uh, it's the intention behind it is what it's probably it has to be clearer and it has to be strong. And um so I feel like that's the thing that that dictates. So it's just like, what's the message? Um, so like, you're still you're still making music from the heart, you know. Whether you make music for adults for for um, anyone, you you make it from the heart. But then like, what the intention behind it? That's that'll help dictate, you know, the direction it goes. So like, uh, you know, the message I, I needed to be clear, like the kind of message that I want for my son. You know, he's a he's a big uh, driving factor for me. He's six years old now. Yes, yes, he is. Darius. Yes. And he is featured on this album. How cool is that? <laughs> he is featured on a Grammy Award winning album at six years old playing the cello, right? Yes, yes, yes. All of those things. And he sings a lot in it, too. And um, it's so funny. I didn't write this on the credits. I, things happen like we, so organically. We do. We did a lot of the recording uh, at the studio with Denise. And we also did some recording at, at my studio at home. And so um, we had a lot of fun with uh, the peace song. I wish you peace. I wish you peace. Peace I give you. Peace I give you. I was just like Darius. You know, 
Just grab any percussion you want from our basket of stuff. We have a basket of all the different percussion. And he's like, all right. And he just started going nuts. He starts playing. There's this weird clapper thing. And it's just like it's a, it's like this plastic toy that, that like claps like uh-huh. that. <laughs> sure. I know that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he just started going nuts with that. And we got just a bunch of like really wacky shakers and things. I'm like, let's do it. And we'll, we'll make it work. And so it was it was just about capturing a lot of the fun and, and joy in making music and he's he's part of the whole thing, you know. Yeah, how natural was it for him just to get into music as he was growing up? Six years old. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's it seems it, when when uh when somebody talks about it like that, I'm just like, Yeah, that is pretty pretty incredible, isn't it? From home, you know, I'm with him all the time, so it just feels it does feel natural. It and feels the cello like it. of all instruments. <laughs> so he, um, we we wrote, um, I wrote music, a song a week during the first year of his life. So, and I would always involve him in some way or another because you know he was a newborn. That was part so, of a project, right? Yes, yes, that's right. And and um, so I did it for for about a year, and um, so it, there's actually videos of it online too because I uh, the the promise was I would get a word prompt and then I would write a song and then I would have to make a video recording of, of me performing it so oftentimes you'll you'll hear Darius in the background or or he'll be in my carrier when he was really itty bitty and um, so I realize in in hindsight that in doing that that immersed him in music from when he was six weeks you know, and he's just always, I know parents always sing to their kids, but this kind of like he had the full accompaniment in there, you know, there's, there's piano and then there was ukulele and there was this and that and the other. And, and as he was getting older, he started getting more and more kind of connected with that, or, or at least visibly you could see that because he had more, more motor control, right? So I, I would see his, his face brighten up and he would try to sing along and, and bounce to certain things and so um uh later on at two and a half uh my husband showed Darius a music video of this band called the two cellos and it was actually the ACDC cover <laughs> Thunderstruck wow <laughs> so he was two and a half and seeing I mean it's a magnificent video it's it's really over the top and he was just like, whoa, <laughs> I want to do that. And um, so he I, he had the ukulele and he started using his ukulele, holding it upright and used a drumstick and started bowing the ukulele as if it were a cello. And he just kept doing that. And he started, we, I would just, all right, let's, let, let's watch some more videos. And he started studying all the moves on the bow. And after a few months of that, I said, hey, you... If you want to learn how to play cello when you turn three, we can get you cello lessons. So he told everybody, and I mean everybody, strangers, anyone who would listen, when I turn three, I'm going to play a real cello. And he did. And he still does. (laughs) He's a chip off the old block because I understand when you were six years old, you were given $30 for your birthday. (laughs) And instead of buying toys... You bought piano lessons. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You heard right. Where'd you get that? Um, yeah, that was. It was so funny. Uh, 
it, how how life works. Like I remember, um, you know, one of the I went to a to a Catholic school. This was in in, in New Jersey, and they were offering these lessons for ten dollars. And when I had, that, I remember just looking at at the cash and looking at like I I can this is that's what we're gonna do. And that's all I did. You know, I didn't get any an, another lesson again for like another, uh, I guess, seven, seven years. Um, but I remember that. I, at least I remember one of the lessons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess, uh, you know, got to follow the heart. <laughs> <laughs> so was that Song A Week project your foray into the world of children's music? Yeah. Um, I mean... You know, before that, I you know, as as I mentioned, I've I've done music all my life. But at that point, you know, because I was in in a mom's group, a lo- local mom's group, uh, in Kensington, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn, Kensington, and um, so I was around these moms. You know, we get together, go to sing-alongs, and and uh, so they knew that I was doing this this thing. And so one of the moms asked me, "Can you um?" Two of the moms. I remember these two kids uh, share the same birthday, and so they did a double birthday for their first birthday party. And um, would would you like to play? I said sure. And um, funny enough, as a gift for for the for the Grammy, one of the one of the moms gave me gifted me a photo from that day because huh. that was the beginning after that I, I started doing a couple other things here and there and then uh, I started filling in for sing-alongs and yeah that that was the sweet beginnings <laughs> you're still doing sing-alongs in Brooklyn right oh yes yes I love them I love that it uh, you know they keep me connected to the community I see all these kids growing up and you know I get to have my my good baby fix <laughs> where do you do them uh, so I do two right now. One is in uh, in the Kensington area at a place called Lark Cafe on Church Avenue. That's on Mondays. It's all a, a Spanish sing-along. So I'm teaching kids in their, in their grown-up Spanish and song. And then on Thursdays uh, at this really sweet place called the Brooklyn Pharmacy. It's an old soda fountain place in Carroll Gardens. And uh, that's uh, Thursdays at 11, too. What are among your favorite songs to do in a sing-along? Um, uh, originals or, or covers? Either. Like um, I mean, there's always the... I really like sing, singing This Little Light. Uh-huh. Uh, there's something very sweet about that. Like, I know it's a, it's originally a Christian song. Um, I feel like it's a song that connects with everyone, regardless of your faith. You know, it's just about letting that inner light shine. And, you know, when you're around children, you feel, you feel that spark. And um, and it's quite a gift. So I, I like highlighting that gift that everyone has. And I, I see it in the adults, too, when they're singing along, that they're like, yeah, yeah, I, I know the light you're talking about. So that's a sweet one. Um, and... Um, I like uh, I like anything that that's a movement with the from the new album uh, La Cosecha. It's a bilingual song about gardening, uh, community gardening. Invitamos los amigos, los vecinos y familia. Sentaremos todos juntos a comer la cosecha del día. We'll invite some friends and neighbors. 
your family and your neighbors and we're all going to put them to work <laughs> and we're going to harvest vegetables and and so we kind of go into this almost like live reenactment of harvesting while we're singing and that gets really silly and some of the kids anticipate uh, the carrot that gets stuck <laughs> you know while trying to pull it so they they're like let's get to the carrot now it's like oh not yet <laughs> it's really fun who were among your musical inspirations growing up? Ooh, um, you know, on my drive here, I was listening to one of them, Queen. Queen. <laughs> oh yes, uh, yeah. I love, I loved, loved, loved uh, how Freddie Mercury was so unafraid. Like he just so unafraid to to explore and um, and try out different things. Um, there's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a big thing. There's a lot of classical music, a lot of, um, you know, in, in college, that's where I started connecting more with, with names in the jazz world. Um, as a child, there's everything that my, my adult, uh, brothers and sisters listen to, you know, there's... You come from a big family. Yes, yes. We're, uh, we're six. I'm the sixth of six. And so, you know, we had Queen. I remember, uh, it's funny, I was listening to another one, Bites the Dust. I'm like, man, I remember when this came out. (laughs) (laughs) We had the record, you know, and, and, uh, my, my, uh, siblings would play it. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, we, I watched a a lot of cartoons (laughs) growing up. So I had, uh, you know, a lot of the jazz, uh, that was played in, in uh, jazz and classical. That was usually the backdrop of a lot of these cartoons. So like Looney Tunes, and even some of the black and white uh, shows like I Love Lucy, Three Stooges. You know, you hear that stuff. That's the, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, I associate that with happy, happy thoughts. So what was it like? Let's get back to the Grammys. What was it like <laughs> being there in L.A., right? That's where <laughs> the ceremony was held. What was it like being there to accept the award? Oh, um, you know, it's really funny. I remember when I was nominated, uh, someone asked me, like, so are you going to go? I'm like, what? That, <laughs> how is that even a question? Of course. <laughs> you know, that's such a big honor to even be nominated. So it was it was pretty surreal. I mean, a, a lot of I had gotten a chance to go. Uh, I went when they were here in New York and uh, for their 60th anniversary. So they, they held the Grammys in New York City. And uh, I wanted to go just to see what it's like, you know. Um, I'm really glad I did because I felt like it really prepared me for, for, well, how long the day is, for one. Um, But the whole thing was really surreal. Um, You know, everything from going down the red carpet, all all the pictures and learning, like, you know, it's like, over here, top right, over here, bottom right, top left, you know, so all these different reporters are trying to get your attention. And so I know, uh, you know, I brought Darius with me and, and he was just like, that's a little, wow, that's a lot of lights. Someone just loses. And um, I'm like, yeah, don't worry, you know, you're doing great. And uh, so it was, it was pretty, pretty out there, you know. <laughs> How big is the children's music market? Mm. Um, it's big and it's growing. I see it growing. Even from when I started, like I had no, I really had no idea what I was getting myself into when I started. 
there's a really beautiful community of children's musicians. They, we even call it, there's a, there's a name, they call it kindy, kindy music. So that's kids' independent music. Huh. And um, so you have artists making music for kids and families in all types, in all genres. It is amazing. Like, if you want some punk rock for kids, you got it. <laughs> Check out the not it's, you know? Like, if you want uh, reggae for kids, no problem. Like, there's something for everyone. And um, it's really beautiful. Uh, I think it's a very, um, you know, encouraging and, like, there's a there's a really nice camaraderie. You know, even though, like, we're all in the same genre, it's like we all, we feel like we're in this together because we have, like, our goal is to shape the children of the future. You know, these are the kids that are going to run run the country. They're going to run the world. So it's just like any any uh, little influence we have is something really precious. So it's like, you know, it's a big responsibility. Are you consistently working on new music? Yes. Yes, there. Um, I think um, I I made a promise to myself. Um, I don't know when when this was, but there was a kind of a turning point where I said I I will honor all the sounds in my head and in my heart, and if that means I need to pause for a moment to get my recorder, my my. Uh, I guess now it's the iPhone, the memo app, <laughs> out to sing into it or, or take a little note on my on my journal to write out a melody, whatever it is, just do it. Because, you know, I, I'm, I feel like I'm constantly writing and constantly hearing stuff. And to not pay attention to that, to that would be, I, these are strong words, but a, a disgrace to my life because it's just like I am, I've been given this, don't take it for granted, you know. How would you say your music has evolved since the first album compared to where you are now? <laughs> In my children's? Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, so arrangements are bigger. The sound is bigger. Um, the message, I think, is more sophisticated or more elaborate. I feel like I am writing probably for a little bit older kids than I did when I first started. Um Although it still has its place, like I still do um, from the first album, Pockets Full of Joy, I still play that song. That's still kind of like a a theme of uh, the work I do. It's about spreading joy and, and embracing that joy and carrying that joy for, for a rainy day when, when we need, you know, a little a little dose of joy. So, yeah, bigger message, bigger sound. <laughs> So what do you do when you're not making music? I play Uno with Darius. <laughs> uh, let's see. We, I mean, it's it's all around life around Darius, right? Uh, we do a lot of cooking together and um, art, drawing, Legos, lots of Legos. He does most of the Lego work. I'm usually more of like his assistant. <laughs> He's like, "Ma, I need this piece. I need three. <laughs> I'm like, "Geez." <laughs> so uh, we spend a lot of time, you know, doing doing whatever it is. I, I let him kind of lead lead that. Sometimes I'll be inspired to do something, but but I let him lead the way in that. What's his favorite song on the album? All the sounds. Um, 
Ooh, I think it depends on the week. Uh, you know, he really, really liked the the uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's the one I did with the uh, 23 Skidoo, the hip-hop and jazz. Are you afraid of the dark? No! Afraid of the dark? No! Afraid of the dark? No! Are you afraid of the dark? No! Afraid of the dark? No! have to ask him what's the what's the latest one because it like again it like it changes, it changes. but uh, I, I uh when i was traveling to chicago for lollapalooza um last year we did kids up palooza <laughs> i uh i left him behind left him here in new york with daddy and so i was off i was out for like five days and my husband told me that darius requested all the sounds, the, the last track since the title track. And um, and he said he listened to it and, and he would look over to, to my husband and say, I really miss Mama. That song is, um, you know, I, I, it's, I feel like I'm leaving kind of messages for him for, for the future. You know, and um, so that he can he'll have my voice and little reminders. Um, and that, that just really touched my heart that he requested that one and that, you know, he connected with it to know, like, hey, I'm, I'm here, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Do people now refer to you as Grammy Award winning ah! <laughs> Lucy Kalantari? <laughs> uh, occasionally, yes. I mean, even my landlady. <laughs> Although she's been calling me Miss Hollywood lately, <laughs> which is funny. It's too funny. I don't know. Lucy Toon, thank you so much for coming in. Oh, thank you so much for having me, George. This is so much fun. Your roots run deeper than your imagination. All the sounds, all the sounds. That's Lucy Kalantari, a Grammy Award-winning musician based in Brooklyn. To learn more about Kalantari and her music, visit LucyKalantari.com. And that's it for this week's Cityscape. I'm George Bodarki. My thanks to producer Fiona Shea. And thank you so much for listening. <laughs>